Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. You bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 219. We are here for another off-season show. We are on this here. We basically, by we, I mean myself, decided that uh, we weren't going to go months and months without a show here in the off-season. We're going to try to keep them flowing here every few weeks. Um, so anyway, so I decided to call up a few friends of the show. I started with Chris Cooksey, then we called Johnny Hopper, and then we called friend of the show, Kevin Morans, uh, to get their takes on off-season stuff, silly season stuff, rumors, how Paris Supercross went, all sorts of things like that. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a, a phone interview, uh, uh, show, but Still some good content in there. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. First thing, just want to ask you to make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. If you're listening on podcasts, leave us a five-star review there. It really helps us out, and that's how we'll get the channel to grow and be able to bring you guys more content from anything with two wheels, essentially. So before we get started, I want to thank the sponsors that have helped us uh, do all these shows this year. First off, Energy Fuel, best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at Coke. CoachRobStore.com. Next up, Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, which I have one, uh, they are an amazing trailer shop. Check them out at uh, PremierCustomTrailers.com. And then TLR Coatings, of course. If you need anything powder-coated, Cerakoted, they are your one-stop shop for that stuff. They do shipping to everywhere across the United States, so you can ship your parts in if you want to. Or if you live in the Southwest Michigan, Northern Indiana, Illinois, that kind of area, um, you can swing by, drop your stuff off, get it coated. We coat all of Kevin's bike parts that he has done. Um, stuff holds up works great we coat a lot of my bike parts we do bike builds where we coat stuff all the time as you can see if you watch the channel so make sure to check all that stuff out also on board with us for this show here uh the dirt bike depot jt cycle adept creative co gutterworks holster co isaac nelson designs and clutch media links in the descriptions for all of them there are discounts for some of them so make sure to check them all out um if you guys want to get some merch like the dylan danger zone shirt so you have one for next year when hopefully he's riding the outdoor season and we gets to use the dylan danger zone um uh, phrase there uh, make sure to pick that up because that will be going away soon once that's gone it's gone we will have some new merch dropping with the supercross preview show we're going to do here in a few weeks also I know everyone out there is using Amazon right now. It's the holiday season. There are Amazon links in the description down below. All you have to do is click that Amazon link. It'll take you to Amazon and you can go in there and buy whatever you want and we will get a small slice of it and it will help us out. So please go click those links because I know everybody out there is using those. Costs you nothing. Great way to support the show. And then our final thank you here is to our Patreon members. Uh, so the OG Curtis Hodges still on board with us there on Patreon. Patreon, and uh, also we have a new patron, Isaac Gonzalez, who is actually our West Coast contributor there. Um, Isaac uh, lives out in the Lake Elsinore area, so he can hit up the Lake Elsinore track all the time and uh, gets us those awesome shorts and reels from out there so that uh, you guys 
can have content literally all the time. So, uh, like I said, when we get going here, we have uh, Chris Cooksey, Johnny Hopper, and Kevin Morans talking. So, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and uh, enjoy. All right, and first up here on another off-season show for us, it's the one, the only, Chris Cooksey from Cooksey Media. Hey, buddy. How's it going? What up, dude? Another day. Another day, another dollar here. We're on the phone, and you can actually hear me, though, so that's a big plus. Yeah, yeah, it's way better. Before, it's always, like, all quiet, or, like, it's quiet, and then it cuts out, and then I'm guessing what you guys said. You sound crystal clear, man. Well, so um, we made some adjustments here in the off season. Um, I just got actually Starlink RV internet in here like two, three days ago, uh, which is allowing me to have the Wi-Fi to be able to call you on the Wi-Fi right now. Because before it was all like cell service and where we have the thing, uh, the, the studio, it's a steel roof, which is just like you're an infinite abyss, you know, like... In 1969, they can call the moon with no lag, but my cell phone doesn't work in a building with a metal roof. So, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's fucking, it's 2022. So whatever, man. I don't know. But um, anyway, man, let's uh, let's talk some off-season moto here. So I'm going to hit you with the hard-hitting off-season moto questions here. Number okay. Number one, you have inside information. I want to know it. What is Ken Roxon going to ride next year? I don't think Ken Roxon knows what Ken Roxon's going to ride. Dang. Did you see him on a Stark Varg today? I uh, I heard my buddy was over here and he was like scrolling Instagram when we were talking. He's like, "Dude, Kenny's riding a Stark." I'm like, "No way! That's awesome!" Yeah. So yeah, he's just riding. I truly expect him, from what I know and the people I've talked to, what they've said is one: Kenny Spickle, Kenny's going to do what Kenny feels like doing, and it looks like Yamaha. And it depends on how comfortable he felt, or maybe he feels really good on the the Honda he built. But I can guarantee, or I can't guarantee anything, but if I was a betting man and I had, I'm putting all my money, my money goes on Yamaha and his own team, or second prediction would be his own team and Honda. One of those two options is what I think we're down to. I've heard some people pay, say some people say Suzuki. I think that's ridiculous. The guy's literally trying to win. He doesn't want to just cash a paycheck. He could have done that with Honda. So why would he just go do that with Suzuki? He's going to get what he wants out of the bike. And I think, I mean, that aggression we saw this weekend in Paris, like, dude, we haven't seen that since 2017 prior to the arm injury. I mean, he stuffed Eli Tomac. He's, I don't think he's stuffed anyone that I can remember in a long time. No, so. no, not at all. He's been very passive the last few years, like since 2007, the beginning of 2017, essentially. Um, I haven't watched the second night of Paris yet. I've watched the first, I'll tell you what, I was impressed the first night by how he tracked down Eli in, was it the second main, third main, whatever, um, and, you know, stuck right to him there after a bad start. So... I, well, I don't know, night, man. The it, second night, he dominated Eli. I mean, he owned him. He caught past him. Um, Eli kind of cross-jumped him, pissed him off, and he just stuffed him. Hmm. I was like, wow. Interesting. Like, uh, that's why, I, and I was saying, I said on uh, you know my YouTube channel, like, if I had to pick right now, and we just did our Supercross preview show, yeah. I'd probably pick him to win the championship. <sighs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well that's whatever and that's whatever uh, his health and, I, and i've heard some stuff about his health too that there's because he's been down at club mx they've got a really good dietitian down there and they think they might have figured out what his problems are and maybe they've got him dialed in i know we've heard that same song different tune um but 
I don't know. I, I just have a feeling. And one of the big things nobody talks about with, with Epstein-Barr and that type of illness that he has, stress triggers it. So having his own team, having less stress, maybe he won't get sick. Maybe he is going to be fine. Maybe since he gets to do whatever he wants to do, it's crazy what stress does to the body. And if he, if he doesn't have it and he's just going out there racing for himself, maybe we're looking at a different Ken Roxon. Now, when you say so many things there. So when you say doing it himself, are we talking like you think he's going to have a trailer hooked to the back of the motor home for his driver driving around? Or we're talking like everybody thinks where it's going to be his bike's going to be in club's truck and he's going to kind of pit off the side or something like what are we my 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 bet is he's either going to yeah he's going to be a part of another team he's not going to do the whole logistics like chad reed did yeah, yeah he's not going to hire all these different engineers and create a team he's going to piggyback on a regular team but he's got his own thing he'll probably bring his own motorhome or whatever so he's got his own place but i think he he's done that anyway because he doesn't want to hang out in honda right next to chase sexton yeah so yeah. that really isn't anything new he'll just have a different place where he walks out and grabs his bike and he just gets to choose what color it is, whether it be blue and, and you know, being, I believe he's going to be based out of Club MX, which is going to give him two options. Phoenix Honda is based out of there and then, you know, Club. So I think there's a couple different options he can go, um, but I think that's definitely what he'll do. You don't think he'd stick, if he sticks with Honda, you don't think he'd stay, isn't Firepower Honda having a team or... Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Cause isn't that what Phoenix he's, Honda isn't that what he's is doing right now? Essentially. Isn't is, cause isn't that genuine Honda, like firepower Honda here or whatever? Yeah, yeah it is. And I don't, but I don't know what they're doing. Oh, okay. He could, but I, I really think he wants to be based out of club in oh, that area. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me either, which would be good for him too. I think, cause it would be like a change of scenery cause he's been at the nest for, or whatever it's called now, sandbox or whatever for however long and obviously things are not going great so we think so we think kawasaki's just completely off the table for it now i don't think that's off the dude nothing's off the table right now <laughs> seriously nothing's off the table oh um, man a couple of weeks like two weeks ago when i did my video it sounded like the yamaha deal was done and he was going to go one more day and then sign and then then i hear from the same sort uh, we're not really sure. <laughs> that's this is, this is, Jesus. This is this is Ken Roxon for sure. And, and that's the thing is like Ken was gung ho, and then all of a sudden he's not gung ho, and then he's gone. And you know it is what it is. But I will say, whatever he does, he'll feel comfortable with, and he'll be fast. I'll tell that, you. I'll that, tell you what, though. I think if those World Supercross guys don't give him a bunch of money to put World Supercross graphics on his bike, I. I think they missed the boat there. How, I mean, that to me, I've heard, I don't know if it was you or somebody else say it, that that would be the best thing ever. If World Supercross literally just sponsors Kenny for next year, says, hey, here's half a million bucks, million bucks, whatever, to come ride the whole series, but you got to run the graphics on, on your bike in AMA Supercross. And then every time he gets on the damn podium, it's... I'd like to thank the Red Bull World Supercross Yamaha team for standing behind <laughs> me. I mean, just think about that. It would make Feld's brains explode. It would be yeah. so yeah. awesome. But that same that same awkwardness 
like what you're talking about being being the guy like you and I and Hopper and he doesn't want that. Yeah, Kenny likes to be liked, and if he does that, he's going to get the looks. And I, and I think that's part of the reason why over at Honda, when him and Chase are there, it was uncomfortable, it was stressful, you know. And it, and I just don't think he wants to go that way. But you're right; that would be so funny. That would be hilarious. And is it even allowed? Because sometimes you don't, you're not allowed to have competing sponsors. And I wonder if that would be considered a competing. Probably. I doubt that they would allow that to happen. There goes all my fun. But um, speaking of Chase, have we heard anything else? Because the rumblings for a while there was that he had signed, sealed, delivered like a KTM 2024 deal. Have we heard anything about him for where he's moving next year? Because we all know he's not staying at Honda. Like, Yeah, I believe, I, I believe I'm the one that broke that info about ktm yeah okay <laughs> and it it looked to be signed i'm told even if it was signed it was like one of those letter of intents or it, it's not it's not something you can't get out of okay um if if he did sign which i'm not positive um i was told but then then i heard other stuff out after sometimes your sources are solid sometimes they come back and what was solid information turned out to be wrong. You well, know? look, Chris, um, this is the place right here to talk about anything that we don't really know. And we just think is going to happen because honestly, I would, I, I would be willing to bet you, uh, I'll, I'll bet you he's at KTM next year. He's, he, he won't be at Honda. He's not going to coexist with jet. Did you no. see how that was at the destinations? Oh, I mean, it's yeah. not going to happen. That's not, um, no, no. We all know that's not a thing. I'm honestly surprised he was there this year with Ken, to be honest with you. So, and like next year will be fine for him because he's just got Colt there and then Jet in the summer. But that's going to be super interesting to see what happens. Like, I wonder if he bought a motorhome. I bet he's got, uh, a motor, I bet he's got a motorhome already. Or I bet he's buying one, one of the two. I'm sure. Because there is no way he's coexisting with Jet. And I'm here to tell you, Jet is going to give him everything he wants outdoors next year plus some. Yeah. Well, and you're a guy that likes, likes to talk about PEDs, and I want to <laughs> challenge you to go look at Chase Sexton's Instagram. Oh, speaking of that, did you see the short I cut about Coach talking about Sexton being, air quotes, big last year in the preview show? Because I already cut a short about this, so it's it's up. Okay, well, he, well he's, he's in Santa Barbara at a training camp, they say. Uh-huh. And dude looks like a UFC fighter. I mean, he's shredded. And just looking like a monster. Mm -hmm. Um, And and like I said, I I don't know anything in particulars, but I'm not naive enough to know what these things do to the body. And I'm guessing if you wanted to do some some certain types of it in the offseason when you knew for sure you weren't going to get a test, uh, you would be you'd be benefiting all year. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Like. Like if you can do if you can do um uh whatever it is the the training camp hell week hell month whatever you want to call it uh boot camp there if you can do that on a program I mean you could put down a base that you could just never blow through while you're off it like and there and everybody out there is going to be like you guys are nuts we're really not it's possible it's a hundred percent possible. I mean, you're big into the fighting world. How many of those fighting dudes are doing that crap in their most. air quote off season? <laughs> exactly. Most. most. And they do it. Here's the thing that nobody talks about. The UFC tests their guys. Like they tested the UFC champion, Yuri Prohaska. They tested him in 30 days. They tested him like 27 times. Um, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And he didn't get caught. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's doing something. 
Yep. I mean, I don't know, but you look at him and he definitely looks like, and it just tells you there's stuff out there that people don't know about. So oh, one test on race day, one urine test isn't going to get you, it's not going to tell you anything. No. And, and I don't even care. I really don't care. I say, use whatever you feel like. Let's just, I mean, we're asking them to do superhuman things. Take whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Yep. So yeah, it makes, it makes zero difference to me. So it's just funny that it's like the biggest not talked about secret out there thing i don't know whatever it's yeah yeah it's everyone is like oh everybody's doing it but nobody talks about it it's yeah. like um you ever hear like bodybuilders talk about it and they're like oh yeah the clean bodybuilding and they're like oh, oh god yes like they all know it but nobody will talk about it god like, yes the uh uh what is it um oh i follow uh dana lynn bailey there i'm real big i like her husband a lot and that whole flagner failed brand they built there and they're all they're always preaching that she's natty clean all this stuff and i'm looking at her i'm like dude this broad is fucking jacked she's like, all natural all natural but she grows a goatee in a half an hour yeah so. i'm just like dude like i don't know you would have you would have to really show me some blood tests <laughs> to make me believe yeah. that you've and never I'm not, done I'm anything not saying there's not there's not some freak athletes out there oh there like is ricky williams from uh the dolphins who was just a freak no nah, i don't remember um, him. running back but hmm. i mean he got busted for marijuana and got suspended and um well I mean, he said when he got busted for marijuana and suspended, he's like, they asked him, you know, and he was being totally honest. Like, have you ever used steroids? He's like, no, he's just a freak. And there are some freaks, but yeah. I think a lot of people use a lot of supplements and it, it kind of muddies the water. What's a supplement and what's cheating and is protein after a workout? Is that cheating? Like, where do we draw the line? Are, are multivitamins cheating? Like, I mean, does something that naturally do I like nope you cut out you there no uh-oh use, use crystal meth if you want can you hear me yeah i can hold on did it cut out for a sec it did seems my oh okay, there well, we go it was probably on my end my wi-fi went down for a second there thanks a lot oh. elon idiot <laughs> um all right what else we want to talk about off season here man uh we can talk about ktm and those boys are in trouble and I know you said it in your video already, and so I'm just reiterating that point. But I am so glad you said it because I watched that first night, and I went, "Man, Webb really looks like crap." And Marv crashed, and oh, that's not good. That that doesn't look good. And then when you were like, "Dude, those bikes look like crap," I was like, "Oh, thank God, I'm not crazy." Well, and, and the thing is, is if one of the bikes or one of the guys look bad, like, I mean, Webb. I mean, let's be honest, he doesn't look like the in shape Webb that we've seen. So if he didn't do good and Marv did do good, I'd be like, eh, no big deal. But the fact that they both completely sucked, I'm like, oh, that's bad. And they're on that new generation that was supposed to fix the problems? Yeah. Oh, that's really not good. Not good um, at all. Not good at all. And uh, can we can we just talk about, like, it It had to be, it. it I hope it was this bad. Because Webb didn't even put up a fight. <laughs> like... I can't remember if it was Marv passing him or Brayton or somebody. Somebody passed him and like Webb didn't do anything. And I'm like, that is not Cooper Webb, you know, bulldog, racecraft, whatever. Like that is. Well, and I think a little good. bit of that, a little bit of that is the Paris Supercross. I mean, it is not the most important thing in the world. Um, the, there's no purse money. You get yeah. you get your money for start money. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter where you finish. I mean, there's a little bit of um, pride on the line. 
but it's not worth taking a guy out, blocking a guy, creating an issue for the season Yeah, over, over nothing. But especially when your bike's uncomfortable, you're just like, screw it. Um, I'll go back and see if I can figure this thing out. And it's good that it happened though. It's good. Those guys went over there because now at least they have eight weeks to try and fix it. Yeah. Um, you, you, this is a one and you're going into the second round. We're going, Oh shit. So. Look, it would not surprise me to to be going oh shit with them this year anyway. Like, I'm not convinced they're gonna be able to fix what was wrong last year. It's it was bad. It was bad, and it's a bad look on that brand too. That the only person that won a race on your bike last year was Marvin Muskin, who you really didn't want to sign and have back. So like, I don't know. <laughs> this is yeah, a- that was a real that would do. That was a slap in the face. That was pretty bad for Marv. Like. You're going to give Dungey, a guy who's been retired, you got to wait and see if he decides whether he wants to race, whether you're going to give Marvin a ride. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then fun fact, his wife slapped his dick and told him he was not allowed to ride anymore. And so now here we are. Uh, you think his wife told him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have inside info on that? Uh, man, dude, you know, I know women. This is just a hunch. She was not pumped. Oh. She was not pumped he was there, period. I might have heard something somewhere, too, that it had something to do with his wife, but I don't remember. There's a lot that happens in a week for me, man. Like, I can't remember everything I listen to everywhere. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would have to, I don't know. I'd have to see some solid information because I would think she'd be like, yeah, go get that paycheck. Well, you think, you know? I mean, what do you think? You think he just decided he didn't want to ride anymore or what? I think he didn't like the bike. He realized he wasn't competitive. And if he can't win, Dungey's the guy that wants to win. He's not going to ride around in fifth place and collect a paycheck. He's just not that kind of guy. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's, it's interesting. I mean, he did well on that bike, though, for even as bad as that bike supposedly was. But then again, maybe he started, maybe he started dabbling with the Supercross setting and he didn't like that. So that could be a thing, too, because that bike was definitely better outdoors. Well, and the funny thing was he was telling everybody the bike was awesome. Keep in mind, the guy hasn't been on a bike in how many years? Uh So, yeah, it probably was awesome compared to what he rode, (laughs) but it wasn't compared to the guys he's going against, if that makes sense. So, Yep. Yep. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, so then he got out there with those guys and went, oh, I see what they were complaining about. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't – I should have jumped on – Kevs, he had he had his new 22s when I was down at his place riding that Supercross stuff. Um, I should have jumped on one of those and tried one of those and seen what it was like just bopping around. So, but let's be real, you you really have to be at their level to really be able to notice that fine line. Honestly, true. you and I, you and I probably aren't going to know the difference. I could probably ride a Suzuki and I couldn't really like. I'm not <laughs> I'm not at the level where I'm not at the level these days where I'm pushing my bikes to their maximum. Those aliens, they are, you yeah. know, and they need that little extra. So that's why I laugh. But, you know, it is what it is. Those guys are, dude, that's, that stuff is just wildly crazy. There is a there is a whole new respect for these Supercross dudes uh, after going and riding that stuff. Like, it is just another level of... Now, don't get me wrong. I came home, and I now have, um, we'll call it half of a Supercross track built in my yard right now. Uh, but, but, um, it is just, it is a whole nother level of gnarly, that stuff, man. It is wild, but it's fun, but it is gnarly. Like, Oh, I challenge, I challenge anyone to walk down and walk a supercross track. It's terrifying. Like the fact that these dudes line up 20 guys and just send it. 
in the middle of a pack sending these rhythm sections that are, you know, 60, 90 feet. And then with like a three foot transition to the next one mm-hmm. and you have to hit it perfect. Yep. It's insane. <laughs> it's not, it's, it, it's not for the faint of heart. And then like, then you go even to like uh, something basic, like a, like a super cross triple or something, which these guys just throw in second gear and they're just like, yeah, at the bottom and jump it. And it's like, yeah. dude, no way. You stand there and you look at it. The face is five foot tall, which isn't huge, but it's tall enough. And then it's it's just straight up and down. Like you hit it and you, I mean, it just sends you into the stratosphere and then you fall out of the sky. I mean, it was, it was wild being on the track when Kev was riding and when you would stand like by the landing or something, just him alone by himself falling out like you could feel the bike hit the ground when it came down like it was dude it's it's nuts and like i mean you you talk about walking well anybody who can even walk it then it's like oh well it can't be that bad okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put you on a 450 just you don't even need gear just go try to roll through the whoops on it because rolling through whoops is like the stupidest fucking thing that I've probably done all year on a motorcycle, just rolling through, not doing anything else, just like second gear, just trying to literally roll over each one. And then I was talking to my buddy about this today, and he's like, and then you see like Cooper Webb doing it, like rolling through him in practice on a slow lap with one hand. I'm like, I don't even know. I couldn't hardly roll through him with two hands focusing on what I'm doing, let alone one hand adjusting my pants. Like, yeah, this is fine. No problem. No, it's not fine. It's so not fine. It's the stupidest thing we ever came up with to do on a motorcycle. And I'm sad we decided to do it. <laughs> but it's also awesome. God. Dude, it, it, I mean, the whoops take commitment. And it's like a, a like a four-second commitment. Like a triple, you just, okay, go for it, burp, or a rhythm, burp, burp. But that whoops, you have to look at it, decide to grab another gear and send it all the way across. It's not like halfway, like... Once you get halfway, you have to keep going. If you let off the gas, you die. I mean, it's crazy. It is. I mean, it's something else. Honestly, when I was down there, I was joking with Kev when I first got down there because I had watched the day before like an AJ Catanzaro video, and he was talking about, yeah, when you go through the whoops, you just keep your head over the handlebars, and you're fine. And I'm like, Kev, don't worry. I got this, bro. I'm going to throw this thing in third and just (laughs) lug it through here, head over the handlebars. He's like bullshit you're not gonna do that i'm like let's just say i come out first lap and i blitz these before you do are you gonna quit riding he's like yes i'm like perfect i now have a goal i didn't do that at all like that was so far from even remotely being close i I only rolled through them twice and i was like i don't want to touch these things at all i'm done that's it but aj taught me how to do it i just need to execute now okay so we'll be fine that's what i'm saying you you gotta look at those and you have to commit and you have to just go and say, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm going to send it. And you just go. Yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah, that's something that I look at those dudes, especially when they get to a Glendale or someone like that. And I'm just like, holy shit. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't think, the, I don't think anyone that hasn't ridden them doesn't appreciate how much, no. how much just balls it takes to do that. And I'll be honest, I've walked them before. I've done a, I've done a couple track walks and I've walked them. And I still thought like, uh, it's probably not terrible. Rolling through them literally put it over the edge of like, this is stupid. This is absolutely dumb. Like, nope, I'm out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, sure. man. What else we want to touch on here with off season stuff? Hey, uh, what what have you heard about Adam Cincerillo? <laughs> yeah, 
I, uh, I heard that his arm might not be as fixed as we all thought it was. I've heard. No, I, I've always been really worried about this just because, you know, it's nerves. Nerves are weird. Yeah. They don't, they don't work right. I heard he was going to retire. Um, and then I also heard, no, he's going to send it. He's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure he's not fine. I'm. I just. I'm, he's I'm far just, from I'm fine. I'm gutted for him. Yeah. I'm just gutted for him. That sucks because he's. Ah, what a bummer. Did you watch the video? There was a video out the other day of like him and Ando and Dino yeah, at and Mumford's. Yeah, Mumford's there. What did yeah. you think? I mean, I I couldn't really get a good read on it. I it's so really hard tell. to tell off just a few clips. Yeah. Who knows what they showed you? What they didn't? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could make a judgment just off of what I saw. If I was there and I got to see how he rode, if he put in more than a few laps at a time, what did he say when he came in? Like, There's so many different factors you have to consider when, um, when judging it. But yeah, from what I saw, I, I couldn't make a judgment. I just, I'm just, I'm hoping for a medical miracle and his arm's good. Yeah. Like I said, I have heard that it's not, I've heard he's still having issues with it and I'm real sad about it because he went and did that ayahuasca trip or whatever. And I was like, maybe this is what's going to get his head straight and we're going to be able to hold it together for a whole fucking race and win one of these things. Like that would be fucking cool. Um, like I had real high hopes. I was, I was betting on the drugs solving the problem here. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, the drugs might've solved the head problem, but if we can't hold on, that's still an issue. So, I mean, here's the thing. If he does, he needs to do a podcast or get a commentator job or something because like, oh, he will, he will. I, well, I know he will, but I mean, yeah, we need, we need to, we I need just want him, like I that. just want him to race a little bit longer. Like he's such a fun dude to have out there and he's so full send and i don't know i just like watching him and i, I it, it would be it would be a crying shame if he had to quit this early i mean i would put it right down there with rick johnson as far as like career disappointments you know well isn't it amazing how like one little thing like changes your whole trajectory like he comes in as what everyone was calling him baby jesus and yeah. wins like what his first two three supercross races at like 14 or something dumb like that like and i know he was 16 but i'm just saying he was like literally a day over 16 or something he wins his first supercross yeah. race goes out wins the second one third one he like gets a bad start and then boom he's coming through and pops his shoulder out and that's all she wrote and then since then it's just been a fucking spiral of just black holeness it's it's been terrible Eh, he did get that one outdoor championship, but you're right. Like what, what he looked like he was going to do and what he did completely different. Yeah. 100%. Speaking of getting screwed or whatever, or, or sh cut short career. How about LeBlanc getting cut from star? Like doesn't surprise me, but. There's just, it seems like everybody rides for star. I mean, I get it, but, uh, it, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think we've had this conversation. I believe if you sign a guy to a pro contract out of the amateurs, if you don't give him three years, you're screwing yourself and you're screwing the rider. 100%. And if you, if you can't give a guy three years to develop, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't sign him sign, you know, Carson Brown or somebody who's, you know, kind of coming into their own, who's made all those rookie mistakes, who's developing as a, as a, a serious rider. Like you just, it's just dumb that the whole the whole thought process on that is idiotic to me. Yeah, you know they invest how much money in him throughout the amateurs, mm -hmm. and then they just cut him loose like after one year. Like, yeah, man, it's just it's just it's so dumb. 
I don't, I literally don't understand it from a financial or a human aspect. I don't understand it. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one, but I guess it's probably partially to do with Deegan's going to go pro for outdoors next year. Um, let's see who else. I mean, I know they've got everybody, so they got what Kitchen. Um, who else? We got Kitchen Thrasher. Who else they got on the team here? I'm blanking hard. I don't know. They got so many. They got so many. I I'm, I don't have, I have to have a list in front of me right yeah, now. Yeah, Romano's um, still riding for them. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's man. the thing, and, and all those dudes are, you know, deserving. Uh, what's his name? The guy that wins, Nate Thrasher. Yeah, he wins yeah. or crashes. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, um, but speaking of amateurs too, here that maybe aren't going to get their shot. Uh, have you heard anything about Jet Reynolds? Um, he's with Pro Circuit. Um, last I heard. But is he though? And like really? That's a good question. That's a <laughs> because you know Ryder really D question. didn't have a pro contract, and then all of a sudden everything was good. Every no 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 the contract thing that was a misunderstanding everything's fine it was very democratic here everything was fine like no problem he's got a pro contract he's gonna ride pro this year whatever but you know what I haven't seen is rider or is uh, Jet Reynolds riding at all <laughs> like uh, so it will be probably one of the most highly touted amateurs to ever be a part of the sport and for him to not even get a pro debut yet. It's tough. I mean, it, I, I don't know. And I, and I said when he when he turned pro, I thought he should have stayed amateur one more year. But they signed these kids to these contracts, and they just – it's dumb. I, um, I mean, here's the thing. Highly touted amateur. What did he do on a big bike? Like, he didn't win Loretta's titles. He's been hurt ever since he touched a big bike. And why? True. Because they fucking ran him down training and he became brittle and then he hurt himself and then he just could never stop hurting himself because you got to come back and ride, but you're not really healed and on and on and on in the spiral of death, just like coach talks about all the time. And that's what this kid's in, man. He's been in it since they put him on a 250F and he has just never, ever recovered from it. And honestly, I don't think he's going to. He's going, he's going down in a blaze of glory like that B-17 at the Dallas Air Show the other day. Like, just... Hey, bro! <laughs> on fi- like just a like just on fire and just going down, man. And like, I can't believe you just made that reference. <laughs> that is, uh, man. That was that was wild too. Did you see that? That I'm sure you saw yeah, that video. That was, that was horrible, everywhere. Man. I couldn't believe I was, that was seeing that. That horrible. was terrible. I mean, I can't believe you just made a joke about it, <laughs> uh, dude. I'll make a joke about anything. I'm a dick oh. joke comic. It's fine, dude. But, I had a buddy. I had a buddy. Remember Payne Stewart, the golfer? No. I'm Pete terrible. Stewart was a golfer <laughs> that won. He won one of the Masters, but he died in a plane crash like a week before Halloween. Jesus. My buddy, my buddy went Halloween as Payne Stewart. He was painted white like a golfer, and like, I'm like, oh, dude, too like, soon, bud. What are you doing? Another buddy went as Christopher Reeve on a horse. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Jesus. When you God. when you made that reference about that airplane, I felt like I was hanging out with my old college buddies again. I'm like, no, no. I mean, dude, too soon. Honestly, that's what his career is like, though, okay? Like, it is terrible, okay? I don't have anything against the kid. Like, I feel bad for him that he was such a good amateur and then gets on a big bike and can't do anything. But, I mean, that's what it is. It is a, okay, let's take it away from the airplane. It's a raging dumpster fire. Like you it's come out, it, it, it's pretty bad, but it's so hard. I don't blame him. And like I said, I blame no. the whole system. And, and once he becomes this winner and he doesn't, 
and then it has a couple of injuries. It's got to mess with his psyche. Like I understand a little bit of that. Cause I, I mean, I came through the, the amateur ranks myself then got hurt and it just never panned out. It, it messes with you mentally, man. I, I hope the kid's okay mentally because it can really fuck with you to be thinking you're going to be something and then not. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of years in therapy getting over that shit. So yeah, it's tough. <sighs> Yeah, I've, like, I like. I hope it works out, and he at least gets a taste of it, and gets to go give it a real run. And I think that would that would kind of alleviate some of that. But if he never ever even gets a crack at it, God, it's going to be. That's just it's something. I it, it's just haunting. Like to think of it just bothers me. I feel bad for the kid. Like if I'm them, I tell him to come out for outdoors and work him in that way because we have seen that start to be a thing. Of like, these guys do a few outdoor races, do Loretta's, do the last few outdoor races, and then either do amateur stuff, including like Supercross Futures, and then come into outdoors full time the next year. And like, it seems to work better-ish, I want to say, because they at least get used to like the speed and the fact that you're now on a starting line with everyone who's on a $100,000 motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I, I almost think you put him on a make him your test rider for next year. Just make him test. That's it. Test all year long. Yeah. You know. Something like that. Um so another another off-season thing here. Um any any further information on what Justin Cooper's doing next year? Did okay. So they changed the rule, right, on eligibility for Supercross? Yes, but he's out. You sure? I I would be highly surprised because they lobbied for him and Nichols to be able to come back since they neither one of them really got a shot, we'll call it. And uh, so they lobbied pretty hard, and AMH shut him down. Now, since then, yes, you are correct. From what I understand, AMA has changed the rule that now there is no point-out rule, and if you win a title... You get to defend, um, and if you don't start, you still get to come back and race one more year after that type deal, I think. is So then he would be eligible for that. Yes, but did he, but I don't know if he gets, does he get grandfathered in, like, since the rule got changed after, you think? Of course he does, and that's what I thought. I haven't heard officially, but I would expect him to defend the title. And, you know, the title that he never lost last year. And then maybe kind of dip his toes in the 450 Supercross and then outdoors uh, all 250. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Because I keep hearing all sorts. I mean, I have literally heard uh, no Supercross, 450 outdoors, no Supercross, 250 outdoors. You're the first one to tell me, like, well, maybe he gets in on this new rule now because he can come in and, you know, whatever, ride one more year Supercross or whatever. My thing is, is, like, what does that do for your confidence that, like, you win a 250 Supercross title and then your team's like, yeah, you're not ready for 450 Supercross, dude. Like, like, how does that break your confidence down there? Because, I mean, literally... Uh, I don't think it does. I don't uh, think it does. Because, I mean, had he, had he defended it, it, I mean... 
one Supercross title. There's a crap load of dudes that got one Supercross title that never did anything on a 450. Oh, 100%. But if you get a guy that defends it and gets a couple of them, almost all those guys do pretty good. But do you think he's going to get it again? Yeah, absolutely he could. If he's not in check post. Well, we all know, dude, Jet, I mean, Jet might as well ride the coast. Like, he might as well just plan on racing privateers because that's basically what he's going to race. They're going to shove everyone up against Jet who they don't think can win a title anyway. No one who thinks they're going (laughs) to, like, literally, Jet's coast is going to be... And I, and I feel bad saying this about these guys. It's going to be so weak compared to the other coast because anybody who thinks they can win a title is going opposite of Jet. And here's my thing. What coast is Jet going to ride? Are they going to put him on the West because there's all the hype and all the publicity on the West, even though he's not going to be technically defending the title there? Or are they going to put him on the East to defend it and run that number one plate? Uh, I don't know. I, actually, I probably could look into that and find out. The thing is, I do like about their camp is they don't hide it. As soon as they know, they let it out there. Yeah, so. yeah, 100%. So, like I said, I'm just, I, I don't know what they're going to do either. Like, uh, part of me thinks that Mertz is going to be like, no way, bro. It'll be way better if we have a West Coast and an East Coast title. Plus, I can market you way better on the West. <laughs> so, like... No, Mertz is going to be like, let him go wherever he feels like it. He's going to let the he he doesn't make the racing decisions. Dude, he I'll, just rolls with them. I'll be real honest. So. I want to go to the practice track with all of them one day just to listen to Mertz talk shit to them. Because for yeah. a guy who probably can barely ride a motorcycle, I've heard he just lays the wood to those boys talking shit at the track so it sounds <laughs> dude, awesome Myr- myrtle is a good dude i like that guy i know so. he didn't email me back though that makes me sad i emailed dude, you know how many people contact him i know i know i like, talked to i talked to him at Redbud, and he told me to send him an email and so i did and they didn't email me back i probably should send him another one <laughs> yeah probably, send him another one probably I, got junk mailed you're all mad that probably got junk mailed and you didn't even see it i he's I'm, not that type of guy like he's so, i'm not mad like, he, he doesn't okay. text me back very like he does sometimes and sometimes he doesn't but I just know I'm not mad because I know how many people are hitting him up. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. That guy's phone blows up all the time. Like, like I said, I'm not mad over here. I'm just like, man, that didn't pan out there. But, again, I should get proactive <laughs> and send a follow-up Try email. Try it again. Don't be all butthurt. Come on. What I'm you, not think you're, What are you, Steve Mathis? You're going to hold a grudge forever no, over something I'm that doesn't matter? I'm not butthurt about anything, man. It's fun. I'm trying to talk to Jet about his R8 and see if he's got a twin turbo or not. Okay? that like this is These are the info I'm trying to find out. And, like, Hunter Lawrence is my best friend. So, like, we talked Chevy <laughs> trucks, you know, that's our thing. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Nice. So, so, all right, man. Well, I told you 15, 20 minutes. It's been 38 now. Um, so I suck at this, but, uh, you know. I <laughs> No, we do this every time. I kind of figured. So I appreciate you coming in on the off season here. I was like, man, I don't want to not do any shows until, uh, until we get to the season preview here. So, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit everybody up and try to interview a bunch of people, and then I'll just edit it all together at a later time here. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you just drop them, like, one at a time? Just whatever. Well, I suppose I could. I mean, I probably, honestly. Spread them out. You don't have to do them all at once. Spread them out. Like, do pieces, bro, you know? I'm, I'm going to do. I, no, dude, no. off-season stuff's more exciting than regular season anyway. I don't know if you've seen this. I'm crushing the YouTube game right now because YouTube Shorts is my jam, dude. Like, oh, I love it. And I'm not sure if you're aware, I have a West Coast contributor now. 
who lives like five minutes from Elsinore. So I just, oh, nice. I got to get him a new phone though to uh, take videos because like right now he's rocking an iPhone 6S. Um, so that camera's not great. Uh, yeah. But the budget's low over here. So I need to figure out what kind of upgraded phone I can get him so we can get a little better quality videos from him. Uh, but yeah, but he's out there. He's going to go like, three west coast races he lives right out there huge fan of the show for a long time kids awesome uh and he was like hey man anything i can do to help and i was like bro you live five minutes from elsinore right he's like yeah i was like i need vertical videos every chance you can go to elsinore i don't care if it's an amateur kid i don't care if it's a pro kid doesn't matter i need vertical videos because we are crushing it so i'm pumped yeah it's uh, yeah. it's very exciting. I just wish they'd turn the money faucet on for those here. Quick, uh, I just quickly got an email or, or something. What they say, February first? Yeah, February first. It was supposed to be like middle of January, which I was pumped because I was like, well, middle of January, I can get an idea of what I'm going to earn, and then hopefully by the end of the year, I can go to an extra race or two, uh, like for the Supercross season. And now they're like February. I'm like, well, I guess we'll go to an extra outdoor this year. Like, ugh, stand in a field and sweat my balls off. But what's new? <laughs> Or maybe I'll go to a super duper motocross race. Hey, do I get to do I get to plug uh, one of my one of my things here? Or Absolutely, what? man. Plug away. So, like a butt, have, like if, a butt plug anyone, or no 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 you you got those cornered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Epic Garage Designs. I'm running their YouTube page. We're just trying to build it. So anyone who's on YouTube, head over to Epic Garage Designs. Subscribe to their YouTube, and there's a video where I did an interview with the owner, Travis Ogburn. Just uh, make a comment on that video, and they're entered to win uh, some of the epic tracks that you put your bike underneath. So, Can I yeah. qualify to win this? Of course. If you comment, let's subscribe. Hell yeah. I might need one for my... Do they sell the uh, hexagon lights that go on the ceiling? Do you know? Uh, no no okay. lighting yet okay i was so. just say because that's that's the other thing i need i need a set of hexagon lights and yeah i could use one of those to put under the project bike that we're working on and make it look better than the concrete floor so oh dude it looks so cool keep and it keeps the floor clean oh yeah um i've yeah, seen it badass. man I've, dude I, I've watched your channel don't worry i watch your stuff i see i, I appreciate see it I appreciate it throws me off every time you say i'm gonna interview my friend travis and i'm like i did not get interviewed by you at all in the last 37 days so <laughs> like i don't know what you're talking uh, about man so. Dude, you know what's funny is you guys in my phone, it comes up, and I think I've even texted you thinking it was him, not looking like, like yeah. Yeah, you might have so. done that once. I remember getting something yeah. random and weird and being like, what? And you're like, oh, sorry, wrong Travis. Yeah, nice. Yep, Thanks. I Thanks did. for saying hi, so. bud. So. <laughs> it's all good. You know we love you, Travis. Oh, yeah. So. Of course. So, yeah. all right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, Good luck with your, uh, with your YouTube and stuff here and growing that YouTube for them, too. That's awesome that you're doing that. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. And we'll have you on during the season here now that we can – now that we can call people – on the FaceTime audio, it's so great. I'm so happy. And we can hear each Dude, other. Lot, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot nicer. It's really cool. It's The so. crazy thing is, is it is literally all the same hardware setup other than now I have the thing. So it literally has to be the service has been killing us here. So whatever. Anyway. Yeah. No big deal. So, all right, man. Well, thank you. Have a great rest of your week, sir. We will talk to you soon, buddy. You got it, brother. Later. 
All right, everybody. Cooksey from Cooksey Media. Make sure to go check him out. He has uh, he has some inside sources. I use him as a source sometimes for certain things. So uh, make sure to check out his YouTube channel, Cooksey Media, there. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's good for some other off-brand. He's not uh, part of the corporate media conglomerate. So um, that is his off-season interview here. And uh, we'll move on to the next one. All right, next up, we have the one, the only, MX Unfiltered, Johnny Effin Hopper. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's up, Travis? How you doing? I'm, dude, I'm doing great. I know, this is always so weird because it's like you talk for like 20 minutes before you start recording, then you got to act like it's brand new. Like, In all fairness, guys, we just had a 20-minute conversation about pretty much everything under the sun, from dirt bikes yeah, to it was, romance novels. Romance novels. Novel. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, man. Well, we're just, I just had this idea. I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to put together a little off-season show here. I'm going to call up everybody I know on my phone, try to put together a show without having anybody in studio other than myself. So thank you for uh, for coming on here, for giving us a little little bit of your day here. Um, of course. I guess let's start with the, with the biggest thing here of the off-season. So um, I had Cooksey on the other day. I was talking to him, and so now you're second up here. So... Where is Ken Roxon going to ride next oh, year? Oh, saving the best for last. I see what you're doing. <laughs> oh no, I got I got more beyond you. Don't you worry. I got I got the comeback <laughs> of Alias MX gear coming up later this afternoon. So, well, tell him I said hi. I will. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. So anyway, where did, where where is Kenny going to ride? Is he going to ride a blue bike, a green bike, a yellow bike? Is he going to ride a Stark next year? What's he? Wh- where where is he going to land? In your opinion, here truthfully the fan in me would love to see him on the pos suzuki right um (laughs) just because i feel that he could help the industry quite a bit more doing that and i think you know i've had the saying of calling him a purple cow where the analogy is marketing terms where if you're driving down the road and you see just a bunch of cow, you don't give a shit. But if you're driving down the road and you see a purple cow, you're going to slam on your brakes, pull over, take some photos, feel like, what the heck is this? And that's exactly what Kenny is doing. I think if he can make it swing financially to be more advantageous, and if I was Hemp Suzuki, I'd be doing everything under the sun to try to get a rider like that because not only – do you get the publicity for all your sponsors? But I am sure Kenny brings a lot of relationships to have this semi-privateer team kind of rejuvenate itself and get more money and more backing and try to become something like a star racing Yamaha. Yep. And not only does he have the connections, but there's also the connection with the World Supercross where there's going to be no conflict of interest for him to go race over there i just i feel like it's a win-win and who wouldn't want to see the dude that i believe he's like the last dude to win on a suzuki at least a championship it would be sweet to have him come back and potentially do the same thing like that's a a straight-up cinderella story oh yeah and that the the problem with that is can they make sure that they have enough money to afford him and then also, is he going to have enough resources to be able to compete competitively over 17 races? Those are two real big issues. But if, if let's just say in a perfect world that could make happen, man, people would be buying more Suzukis and almost have a works Suzuki bike 
and probably get away with halfway ass cheating with rejuvenating a 2017 RMZ to make it compete with some of the the new people. Yeah, or well, new bikes. So I don't think the money's a problem. I don't know if you remember this, but at like the end of last year, there was a lot of rumors floating around that Suzuki was going to, they were pulling out of MotoGP and they were going to dump a bunch of money back into Motocross and Supercross. And I had heard a rumor that they took a big swing at AC trying to get him um, away from Kawasaki. And obviously he turned them down and we all know, we all know what's going on there. Um, But I don't think the money is going to be an issue. I think the biggest issue, and we were actually just talking about this because I don't know if you've seen it, but Michael Lindsay, I guess, put up a video this morning or something talking about Kenny. I really, Cooksey the other day said he really thought he was going to go the Club MX route. I really thought he was going to go the Club MX route too of like, he'd have kind of his own deal off the side essentially, but he'd be out of their truck on a Yamaha with like Red Bull and all this other crap. However, what I'm hearing now is that he's not a huge fan of the structure of that team, I guess. I don't know. I haven't watched the video yet. This is just what I'm hearing. Um, So the Suzuki, my thought with the Suzuki, my feeling is, if that bike's not head and shoulders better than what he's been riding with the Honda, I just don't see him going to the Suzuki. Like that bike, they would have to have that thing so good for him or have so much more money, which in reality, even if that team has extra money coming in from Suzuki to try to pull somebody like Ken Rocks in here to try to grow it back, grow Suzuki back into its glory days, we'll call it. I mean how do you how do you justify paying him more than like one 1.5 mil for i mean essentially it's got to be a supercross only because there's no way world supercross doesn't pay him another mil mil and a half to go race those six eight rounds next year like i don't i don't know this is this is probably one of the most intriguing off-season stories we've had in a long time because it really is a toss-up, and there's so many different things going in so many different ways that it's just like, who knows what's going to happen here? And then you throw in the fact of, like, you see Paris last weekend, and he beats Tomac, what, four out of six races, and, like, comes back in on Tomac after that little cross-jump thing and, like, stuffs it to him, like, <sighs> this is interesting. I don't really know. I had money on Club MX, but if if they're saying that they don't think he's going to ride the Club MX because he doesn't like the the structure there, then then I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's up in the air again. Uh, so I, I agree and disagree with you, Travis. Um, if, if I'm speculating, because I've been talking about this for a few months now, because I got information that he's been talking with him Suzuki for a while mm-hmm. at this point, and my i agree that it doesn't work out very well for him for club mx because they've got a huge team you know they've they've got a big team yep and if you got a guy like kenny coming in he's going to want to take up you know 90 percent of your resources and time and they can't do that because they've got i don't know how many other riders you know five six going Mm -hmm. and 
so they're already spread pretty thin. And that doesn't work for somebody that is a rock star like Kenny. If he's going to join something, he wants to be the supreme dude. And personally, I feel like a little bit of ego, that's sort of why he was getting away from Honda, is because Honda wouldn't treat him as well because, A, you've got Sexton that is faster than you. And if you can just figure it out a little bit consistency-wise, you know he's going to beat you quite often and then you've got jet lawrence and hunter coming up it's like why even though kenny's done so much for the sport you know we need to put our resources somewhere else and that's why i feel like suzuki risk first reward suzuki should be doing or just hemp suzuki they should be doing absolutely everything they possibly can like some of the information that i have was hemp suzuki was actually thinking of going ktm you know with talking with yeah uh, i heard that too kenny and I believe the reason for that was is because Kenny's going, hey, guys, uh, we need more resources, and Suzuki's not really to give them. But if we all of a sudden switch to KTM, we can have a, a more professional to sound motorcycle. And I just – personally, I'm being a little biased here, but I think like the best route for him to do whatever he wants to do as far as kind of being an independent contractor is the Suzuki route because – Hem Suzuki, they know how valuable he is and how much he can kind of lead them into potentially being a podium team. And, you know, Kenny obviously wants to still win races, but it's not just about American Supercross anymore. It's about being a top-tier guy in the World Supercross as the defending champion and everything. And I think Kenny's leaning more towards the World Supercross being primarily his reason for signing rather than here in supercross because it's it's innovating and it's different and it's going to pay him more so if the club mx team is not really working out so much for him for being the top tier guy that leaves the door open for suzuki 1000 percent with this twisted t deal and, and i know that they have he's got the red bull stuff but i mean you know red bull doesn't make alcohol so I don't really see how that could be as big of a conflict of interest as if he was to go to like be a Jason Lawrence, um, you know, sorry, Jason Anderson uh, teammate on Kawasaki with Monster Energy and Red Bull. I feel like that's a huge conflict of interest. And then if he goes with a team like that, well, they're going to not want him to raise World Supercross because the primary money that they'd be giving him would be here in America. Yeah. And I just feel like he's more narrowed in on world supercross than he is here in america yeah 100 percent um did you see the bike from yesterday though i don't know that twisted t is their primary sponsor anymore that bike was all about progressive insurance yeah which is huge which is another deal where it's like hey here's those resources coming in that i was talking about yeah um you know progressive is a, a huge sponsor like you know you're gonna have uh grundle on here soon with alias and you know he was the primary dude with geico honda and yep. geico got or that team got screwed over because geico was like why do we spend so much money on this damn dirt bike team when we could just sponsor the series and get quite a bit more bang for a buck well <laughs> here's a well. another huge if you talk to Mike Grandall, there, there, there were some different reasons outside of that uh, <laughs> that the guy could yeah, think I'm, fell I'm, apart. I'm, that's I'm, a, I'm generalizing. Yeah, you know, that's but uh, it's 
Yeah, yeah we, we, we could go into semantics and uh, <laughs> what really happened with that stuff because it, it does sound very convoluted and sort of uh, not very good business practices per se. Yep. You know, I guess is what I'll say on, on that aspect being at least nice about it. Yeah, uh, Progressive is a, is a huge, huge sponsor. Absolutely huge sponsor that we need here in motocross and i think it's it's great that's why again i'm going i i bet my bottom dollar you know not that like my betting ability is very good right now because we see the price of bitcoin uh (laughs) would be on him riding yellow yeah yeah i mean it it does make the most sense at this point because like i said just knowing what we're hearing now with as far as the club mx thing goes and everything else it's like it it's that's probably what's gonna happen but it's not over till the fat lady sings i guess he could i guess he could still go with uh the firepower honda deal but then again it's like is honda gonna give him bonuses no there's no way honda's giving him bonuses if he's riding for that team like so then it turns into well yeah. is suzuki paying out bonuses is the bonus big and i don't know this is it's it's like finding a a a uh, a good woman you know like yeah you you can't have the perfect scenario right on team he, he either has the best bike possible but therefore not the best paycheck you know you you can't have everything work as well as he needs he just needs to have things that line up the best that he could possibly have and i don't think again uh being repetitive here that he's worried about winning the supercross championship here in america and i personally think that's why we saw him so aggressive at paris is because he's a dude that has nothing to lose like he doesn't care if he doesn't line up for a1 like yeah he wants to but if he got hurt in paris he would just end up defending his championship at world supercross and being good where tomac i feel i don't feel like it was a fair fight between the two because tomac has gone ah i'm not really gonna risk all my marbles here to beat kenny because i've got a championship to defend in america here in a little bit you know so it's just a different dynamic and and i want to see kenny continue being aggressive but i think midway point through the season here in supercross if kenny is not and a title contention, we're going to see him back it down to do the Justin Brayton, Kevin Windham kind of a thing where you're thinking of longevity so that he can then race World Supercross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. So it's, uh, I mean, at least it's given us something to talk about here this offseason because honestly, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, we haven't even seen like a bunch of bangers from dudes this off season so far. Like I know we're only, well, I guess we're what we're mid November getting to late November here. So we should start seeing some, I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on here. A couple more, couple more things that I haven't heard you talk about on your, your end of things. And I, I talked to Cooksey about this. So from the, uh, the, the, the analyst here of, of us i'll uh i'll ask you the same couple things here number one do we ever see jet reynolds race a pro race (laughs) 
I think he's taken a, a lot of a lot of his life to do this. I would I would love to see him race. You know, I think it'd be good for everybody all around to see him race. How, how do you feel, Travis? about it so i mean i'm not completely i'm not so everybody it hasn't been publicly said yet but listen to my conspiracy theory here because i know you're into this um (laughs) so there was the big debacle during the summer about rider d's contract right oh he doesn't have a pro contract with uh pro circuit then -hmm. all of a sudden like a week later it's like the pot starts stirring. People start talking. Well, Jet Reynolds is going to come back. Oh, wait, no. His arm's still fucked up. But wait, he's been riding. When are we going to see Jet Reynolds? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Ryder D has a pro contract. He has a pro contract. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. Me and pro circuit. Ryder D and pro circuit. We're married. We have we have a contract. He's going pro with us. We've dumped all this money into him. It's great. Haven't heard a fucking word about Jet Reynolds since. Like, and when did he get hurt? Was it East? Was it East Coast? He was he was gonna ride Supercross, and he crashed in press day or something, broke his arm. I, I'd have to look it back up. So uh, I think yeah, it was I East Coast because I don't think it was a one. So it must have been it must have been East Coast. So you're talking February. So now we're now we're at nine months, and we haven't heard anything, haven't seen anything. No one's talking about when he's going to come out and, you know, is he going to go west? Is he going to go east? Any of that stuff? Like, there's just nothing. It's radio silence. And then, like I said, on top of that, all of a sudden, Ryder D has a pro contract with PC, which he didn't have when he did, like, his first couple, like, Red Bud and stuff for outdoors. Yeah, it was still so, an amateur deal. Yeah, so I'm just reading between the lines here of, like, uh, did they pull that contract out from under Jet? Because it's like, well, you can't even freaking stay healthy, dude. Like, how are we going to do this? You've you've been hurt since you stepped on a big bike, essentially. So, and then they give it to Ryder D. Like, I, I don't know. This is interesting. I'll be super interested I mean, to see well, the Pro Travis, Circuit why not? team intro. I, I'm... I'm- I'm sure those those contracts are written with clauses for that stuff. Um, what do you mean, like clauses where they can just pull it if you're not performing, essentially? Or yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Why why wouldn't it, why wouldn't they put stuff like that in there? Like oh, you know, there's clauses in there for if you get caught with uh, PEDs, you know, then you have TV to give all your money oh, back. Sorry, and, I coughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that stuff is is a is a big big issue here. Yeah, you know, and, and again, it's it sucks that jet doesn't have a bunch of people looking at him to fill in yeah and kind of back to the rocks and deal this is sort of potentially opening up new doors for factory guys to be team swapping you know where it's not like you're cheating on your your girlfriend with your mistress because you're changing all this different different bikes like it's been awesome seeing him ride a e-bike and saying how good it is and you know, riding a Yamaha and, uh, you know, a yellow Yamaha at the uh, straight rhythm and now the Suzuki and the Honda. Like, it's been super cool to see that. And yeah. I I would I would bet, again, that Jet Reynolds does line up and his worst-case scenario is just a, a privateer stuff because you spend your entire life, you know, being groomed as a little superstar and then it's kind of taken from you. 
you know, he owes it to himself to at least keep trying because truthfully, that's kind of the problem with these writers is they don't have a backup plan. So they just, they will continue to bang their head against the wall. You know, I'm guilty of that as well. If it's clear set in day that it is not going to work out, guys will continue. Like a lot of the privateers I talk to, cause I talk to a lot of them. They're like, I just don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. You know, but um, a lot of factory guys, they're like, well, I'm at least smart enough with my agent and everything that they tell me that I shouldn't do this unless I have a, a factory ECU or kind of a bike, you know, Christoph Purcell, uh, James Stewart, you know, these guys are like, I'm not going to return if I'm not going to get stuff that I know that I can win on yeah. kind of a thing. But here's a kid that's a, an amateur kid. Ah, I would, I would say he owes it to himself to, you know, make some mains and try to get start from scratch kind of a thing, prove everybody wrong. And it, it does make sense for pro circuit. They're looking at a business aspect. And if there's a rider that's not very consistent, well, they got to go with a rider that's a little bit more consistent because at the end of the day, it's not about uh, the longevity of riders or trying to help a certain rider. It's about how do we continue to try to get our spot back as being the number one team on the two fifties. Yep. But Mitch Payton does have a, a track record of your career's kind of over. If you can't make it with me, then nobody else is going to want you yep. kind of a thing. And this is just an interesting scenario because jet Reynolds really didn't get as far as like a solid opportunity, um, like a, a Forkner or yeah. something before things just started going bad. Yep. Um, all right. And one last thing here before I let you go. Uh, Justin Cooper next year. What are we going to see him ride? Because I've heard everything from no Supercross, 450 Outdoors, uh, 250 Supercross, 450 Outdoors, 250 Supercross, and 250 Outdoors. Where do you think he lands? And in noting that they did change the 250 rules apparently so like i guess you can come you get to ride one more year after a title so like he got hurt didn't get to ride at all last year so technically under the new rule he qualifies but he technically under the old rule had already been Marked pushed out. out so me and cooksy were having this argument the other night because cooksy thinks he's going to get to ride 250 supercross and i'm like but he was under the old rule so like i don't know how this works so what are your thoughts on that uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. You know, <laughs> rules as far as from the people that I've talked to in the industry is their, their guidelines. They're not really set in stone. hundred percent. If that is, if that is true, then his best opportunity is we know he can win on a two fifty. I don't think he can win on a four fifty. No. And he's an absolute talent that this sport needs. And it would be a shame to have him not race. And so if, if I was in sort of any sort of business marketing and if I was his agent, I'd be playing left and right to try to get him to write a, a two fifty. Um, if he doesn't get on a team, well, then maybe a four fifty makes more sense for him because the, you know, we all know that the four fifties are, are cheaper to be competitive on than a two fifty real go for it you know because yeah 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 that, I, but, but i think i think he's still on star like i don't think he's off a of star 
I've just heard all these different scenarios with Star for next year with him. So, you know, see, I was hearing stuff that he was like the first guy that was going to be removed from Star because he just got so much talent coming up there, which sucks because he's been like a Marvin Muscan where he's always just been kind of second fiddle. Yeah. But no, no, no. Um, they didn't get rid of him. They got rid of Matt LeBlanc. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. See, this this is kind of the, the problem that w- there's so much speculation with stuff where it's like, why don't, like football and everything, you know left and right what is being talked about, what is going on. And, and here in motocross, the biggest thing that I hear from is I hear from team managers and that don't want to – have me tell their name but they'll give me some information and it's like why isn't this public knowledge yeah you know why why do these guys feel weird about this not letting us really know the the details of what's going on um i i from not being as educated on the topic travis uh, just from more of a fan type standpoint if he's still on star he should be racing 250 supercross that makes the most amount of sets yeah yeah um yeah i don't i don't think you see him in for like there's no way star puts him at 450 supercross like that's just it's not even a thing and then there isn't anywhere else for him to go to race 450 supercross so at this point he's got to still be on star and 250 makes the most sense but then again too you get into this you have you're going to have the coast that has jet winning and then everybody else on the other coast. <laughs> so, because pretty much like if you're rolling into this season here of two fifties, I mean, you are trying your best to figure out where to go that jets not going because I mean, in my opinion, there just isn't anybody in this class and this two fifty class at this point that can beat jet. There just isn't like, Agreed. He's Agreed. he's way too good. He's way too consistent for these boys here, you know. So if I if I think I'm good enough to win a 250 title, I am going to the exact opposite coast of Jet Lawrence. And like Justin Cooper knows he can beat Jet, but I still I don't know, for lack of a better term, to be that dumb to be like, yeah, I'm going to go right in and race him head on here right now when I really need another title so I can get a 450 contract somewhere. (sighs) That's sketchy to me. (laughs) That's putting all your eggs in one basket there, essentially, because that's... Yeah, but I mean, if speculating, if you're saying, if we're thinking that everyone else wants to go somewhere else because they don't want to race Jet, well, then at that point, you're kind of guaranteed to be a podium rider yeah. which still has some weight as opposed to going to the other coast and potentially being you know a much more ruthless series yeah and for jet it's just going to make it a walk in the park if everyone is scared of him so for that i, I almost feel like he should just go race jet <sighs> maybe cross your finger something something and, happens and, and to we, <laughs> we know those star bikes are fast you know if you yeah. can get um a start and these are not like motocross races where it's 30 minutes yeah. you know plus a lap this he might be able to to make it happen yeah i mean i don't know i just don't i don't see any of these guys 
being able to consistently beat Jet. Like, we've seen Jet have his ups and downs. And, like, I mean, look at look at Outdoors last year. He, I mean, he didn't even essentially win every moto. And he still wrapped it up, what, a round early? Three, three, three motos early or something like that? Like, I don't know, man. It's hard to bet against but, that kid for anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, nobody ever wants to wish somebody ill harm. But if you're Justin Cooper, you're betting that, hey, potentially maybe this guy has a hiccup here and there because you're talking about, you know, 17 rounds at 15 minutes versus, you know, 24 motos at 30 minutes, 35 minutes each. Yeah. You know, there's much more time available for somebody to make a mistake and come back. Hence, you know, why has Tomac been so just ruthless and, motocross is because he's damn near had twice as much time to make up for some of his silly mistakes than in supercross yeah right so uh i i guess i i'm kind of being devil's advocate on you here going no, you're that, okay you know his his he should be racing jet and just trying to capitalize on some of the mistakes and try to be as clean as as he can be and yeah if he can get good starts you know cooper is is fast enough to win but Again, we would need him to be on his A game and Jet to sometimes not bring his A game. But we'd be talking with this on the other coast too because, you know, there's there's other riders that um, are going to step up to the plate and they're going to ride a lot harder on the opposite coast, not racing against them if they think that they can win. You know, a rider that mentally thinks he can win is going to push the envelope a little bit more than somebody that is already internally been you know defeated like people forget about how mental racing is yeah yep so all right man anything else you want to touch on here before i uh before we jump off here ah i you tell me travis you tell me hey hey hey, are you uh are you buying any crypto crypto no uh stocks certain ones yes as the dividends roll in here uh i am with you on everything it uh my primary business here has slowed down um it's been a it's been kind of a slow rollout for the slowing down uh the rolling back we'll call it um since like the middle of may i've noticed it start to roll back and then uh it's gotten not real hairy, but just super interesting. The last six, eight weeks here of like how slow it's actually gotten. Um, not going bankrupt, not FTX status over here, but it's uh, mm-hmm. it's not 2021 where I'm doing multiple, multiple thousands of dollars a day uh, in powder coating stuff. So it's yeah, it's a it's a an interesting time man so yeah so i'm i'm currently reinvesting my dividend payments here uh into what i'm currently buying is a thing called energy transfer um they have a good dividend payout it's a uh it's a pretty low um uh the cost is low per per share uh so yeah so that's that's how low are we talking uh 12 13 bucks a share i think something like that maybe even lower than that i don't know the market was down this morning before it opened so So it's close to getting there in penny status um 
what's what's the market cap of the company? I don't remember that information right offhand, Johnny. <laughs> okay. Do, do you think they've got a viable fundamental reason to be around long term? They are, yeah. So they they do something with natural gas and other uh, energy thingies, um, which obviously, as we know here, there's a there's a major uh, energy crisis around the corner supposedly. So uh, I believe it will. Um, not only shoot up in value, but just continue to pay out. I've been really big, and we're getting into the financial side of things, which this is just my opinion. This is not financial advice. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Uh, I've gotten really big ever since uh, the whole pandemic situation of if a company paid out a dividend during the pandemic, uh, I'm very big into continuing to buy that company here as we work our way out of it. Um, so... Because there were a lot of companies that I was holding that uh, were supposed to pay dividends. And during the pandemic, they just threw their hands up and went, oh, no, we can't do this. So uh, I got rid of most of those. And uh, like I said, continuing to buy. And this one has been uh, has paid all the way through. They continue to pay. Um, the dividend, like I said, is pretty good. And uh, what, what's what's the dividend? If you don't mind me I, dude, honestly, I don't have that information either. I think it pays like... 15 or 20 cents so maybe it's like 10 percent uh it's it's pretty high per share yeah yeah it's pretty good it's a it's been uh for for analysts uh according to analysts it's been a buy for a long time here so um and i've expected it to go up for a long time and it just kind of floats around between like 10 15 bucks a share most of the time so um like i said i really i really like it because I'm a big buy and hold and collect those dividends as they roll in. So yeah, usually when a company is paying dividends, their growth is kind of at its, at its peak. Um, what, what, what is the company's name? So I can look uh, into it. It's energy transfer. I believe it's ET on the ticker. Mm, I like it. I like it. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to see it before, before I can, uh, you know, bad mouth you at all, Travis, I should at least, do a little bit of my own research, you know, and then be like, oh man, this fucker's actually got something here. Oh man. I don't remember how I found it. I don't, I honestly have no idea how I found it or got into it or anything. So, um, maybe I was just floating around looking at dividend paying stocks and like it popped up as a suggested one or something. But honestly, I don't remember. I've had it for years. So, and now I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm starting to, as I have a little bit of coin to invest in it or whatever, I'm starting to put a little bit more, a little bit more and try to build that into when, when you get a dividend payment, you go, huh, all right, that's cool. Just made some money while I sleep. Awesome. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I know we're talking finance versus this moto show. I guess I will leave with some not so financial advice that uh, my philosophy is kind of life stocks. If you use it, you should buy it, you know, Toyota, Honda, whatever that's what you should invest in buy and hold wait forever Mm -hmm. and right now i feel like we are on a u-shaped bottom where we're recovering inflation has kind of been in check if the fed comes out in december and decides to do anything less than a 75 basis point raise i think we're going to start recovering price goes down twice as fast as it uh goes up and in the midst of chaos, there's opportunity. So now is really the time for people not to panic, but start looking for those opportunities. Also in crypto, you know, some of the ones that are going to be around for long term, same thing with stocks. You know, this is the dot-com bubble. 
99% of all crypto is going to go to zero and we're going to be left with the Facebooks, Amazons, you know, Googles of that sort of deal. So risk first reward. Um, we're all risky SOBs because we're into dirt bike racing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, the fortune favors the brave, the stupid crypto.com logo that might go under because they've got their own F and stable coin with CRO. Anyway, um, <laughs> th- th- that's kind of my two cents, uh, is now's a good time to be trying to put money into the market. Yeah. All markets. Last, last thing I saw on Bitcoin, which I think was yesterday, 17,000. And I remember you and me arguing before when it came down the first time. Hey, man, it's going to get to 17. It's going to get to 16. You telling me, no, 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 no. Then it got to 16 and I text you immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I just I just had a buy order this morning um, for it. And, and, you know, I've been buying fundamentally. Uh, Bitcoin is worth way more than what it is currently. So yep. I'm trying to figure out how I can. I, I still have 60% of all my money is tied up in stocks, but I yet to spend all of my time talking about cryptocurrency, even though that, you know, the majority of my money is in safer stuff. Yep. It's just more risky and more sexy and more exciting because it's an emerging market. Um, and <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to buy more of it because it's fundamentally – you know, that and Ethereum are, are changing all of finance, all mm-hmm. of finance. It's, it's the internet, um, th- what it did for business, crypto is doing for finance, and people just don't know it. And there's so much bad mouth talk going around the world about everything, the UK roar, all sorts of stuff. They're linking to all sorts of this crap. Regulation is coming to crypto, and once it does, it's too effing late to be making 100x on your money, yep. you know, so... Anyway, I know we, we could make a whole – I should just have you over on my Johnny Crypto channel and we can talk bullshit about, about this stuff. Johnny, I don't know if I'm as in-depth about this stuff as you. I just listen to some podcasts and listen to some audio books and then you know throw a dart at a board and I'm like, yep, that seems good. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you're also very intellectual, dude, and, and you know we can all learn so much from other people. Yeah. And I know a lot of questions that you ask me off-air – about real estate, I just tell you, I don't fucking know, you know, all this stuff with trust. And it's just, it's out of the realm of, of what I do personally. So yep. it's the same thing. If, if you want to learn how to fucking go WFO and whoops, you know, you find a Justin Brayton to go teach you. Oh, AJ you know, Catanzaro taught me that. It's fine. Head over the bars, third, fourth gear, you're fine. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just take some Viagra and close your eyes. You, you'll make it. Good you'll to go. <laughs> couple couple bumps and you're good to go. No problem. So Cool, man. Well, I'm going to get ready for my little live show here, but it, it's always a pleasure, sir. And whatever I can do to, to help you out, I, I continue. I, I will continue. I know I'm. Uh, this is vague. This is kind of still in the works, but I'm looking at trying to make another live show, which is kind of around – the industry where um, every Friday uh, I want to try to have a guest on with uh, a few people cool. and we can just bullshit about, about racing and predictions and make an ass of ourselves in a certain way. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be fun and interesting. Yeah. You know? So, well, Hey man, you know me, I'm always into talk moto or whatever. So just let me know. Um, yeah. I mean, I can always come on and talk finances too. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, but I can spew forth what little bit I do. So, <laughs> yeah, self-investing, dude. You're you're 
the 1% of the, the people around the school should be teaching more about life skills rather than some of the bullshit that <laughs> you don't need. Yep. Uh, anyway, thanks brother. No and problem. Until next time. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> there we go. All right. Thanks buddy. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thanks Travis. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. And next up here to talk about his Paris supercross experience Friend of the show, Kevin Morans. Hey, buddy. Howdy. How's it going? It's going. It's going fantastic, man. I'm just kidding. It's going like shit. There's a ton of snow on the ground. <laughs> I am over this. I'm moving to Florida next week. So, dude, uh, I'm coming down with you. All right. Well, I got to buy a big house because there's a lot of people that are saying, "Yeah, we'll be there." Oh shit. Okay. And then so, we just need to find a way to transport my Supercross track down there, and we'll be solid. I know. I know. That's what we need. So. Anyway, man. Um, all right. So you've been busy this off season here. You built a supercross track. We came and rode it. We've been over that already. Uh, tell me about your Paris supercross experience this year though. Cause you went on a 450 instead of a 250. So what you got for me? Uh, correct. So same team. Uh, the team doesn't really get to choose whether they have a 250 slot or 40 slot. They're kind of told what they, what's available. Um, I told them preferably 250 again, um, but they're like, you know, 450 is what we got. I was like, I right, let's do it. Um, so yep, going over there on the 450, which is, I mean, I was not scared of because obviously that's what I've been racing. Uh, <laughs> I was told there's a gas gas going over there, so I was like, oh cool, like a cool down to ride a different bike that's kind of the same. I get over there and it's it's a KTM frame that's <laughs> with awesome. a gas gas plastic on it. <laughs> um, which I, I mean, I wish I would have known that anyway, just so I wasn't thinking I was going over the red different bike. Yeah. But, um, I flew over there with a shock, uh, just cause I didn't know last the year prior, obviously when I got on the podium, they had pretty good suspension. However, track was way gnarlier this year than it was the past year. So okay. happy I flew out there with a the shock, but I almost wish I would have flew out there with forks too. So we were just struggling with set up pretty much the whole time, but, um, we took it for what it was, and uh, got some good laps in, and dude, it was so much, so much fun. So I was super stoked to be able to go out to Paris again. Love the fans out there. Hopefully, get to go back next year. But um, yeah, nothing too crazy besides just getting on the bike and trying to make adjustments every single time I was on the track to try to make it better. And we kind of just continued getting better, which was solid. Uh, got absolutely obliterated. Got taken out. I don't know if you've seen the vlog or if you've seen that video, but I that was yet. super fun. You haven't seen that? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. So, have you seen? You're following the Brandon Monty account, though, aren't you? I think on so. Instagram? I think so. Are you capable of watching that? Like, while we talk? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, try to get. Yeah, try to get on the Brandon Monty because I posted it specifically just direct to the Brandon Monty account uh, for the patrons. You know what I mean? Because they can see everything first. But yeah, dude. Uh, it was the third race, uh, first night, third race. So it was made event in the first night. Uh, got almost like a top four or five start. Is it the one and you literally like, just posted? Yeah, not too long ago. Okay. Oh, or what? The, yeah, it's the last one I posted. Oh, okay. On Brands of Okay. And, uh, yeah, let me know when you, when you actually see it. I'm watching but, it uh, right now. <laughs> I'm watching yeah, it right now. And there he goes. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. He saw, <laughs> he saw it off that front wheel. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, for real. That so, whoever that guy running. was, he was like, "Fuck you, American." <laughs> yeah, and, uh, he's so seventh or eighth is what I was running. I was running a solid seventh or eighth, and yeah. uh, 
Yeah, got that sawed off, and then it bit my front rotor, so my front wheel was, like, stopping in air, which was super sick. Um, so, finished it out, though, uh, and then it came back the next day, and I think I went 11-11 and then finished in the side on the last race to get top 10 overall on the week, or on the day. Uh, I think I just missed top 10 on the weekend, so, I mean, it was what it was, man. It was a super fun experience, but, I mean, obviously, it was a little bit more fun podium, you know, on the podium. So, I mean, when you're racing, uh, the top five was pretty stacked, let's be honest. So, yeah, I was, um, for, I was watching night one, and I was keeping track of you and, like, watching it, and I'm like, well, there's a couple of guys between him and those top five dudes that I just, like, I don't know who they really are. Like, they were French dudes, and I'm like, they might be legit, they might not, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the one, once you got into Marv, Webb, that kind of stuff, I was like, yeah, I love you, Kev, but I don't think you're touching them, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but, I mean, I was happy to an extent because I felt like I beat everybody that I should have beat. Yeah. Um, there was a couple French guys that I was pretty close to, um, but I've also been told that those are pretty solid French dudes. So Yeah. Um, yeah, man, because yeah, I've heard a lot of their names um, for a while. So, I mean, just – being smart, taking for what it is, getting some motos in. Because I, I mean, I didn't get to ride two weeks before I went over there. Like I was sick as a dog uh, oh, yeah. before I went over there. I tested uh, negative for COVID. Took two different COVID tests, tested negative both times. But it had that like deep, raspy, gravelly sound on exhale. Uh-huh. Um, and then you know, just coughing nasty, green shit up stuffy nose just drained like just felt like it was not good you mean you had the uh, flu holy shit no way yeah that's <laughs> well it's wild that fucker came out of nowhere it seems, it seems pretty gnarly but uh um yeah so that didn't help and then going right over and immediately racing uh without the time on the bike it was tough but you know we got through it well that's good man that's good so um i did actually you know what did I watch the vlog? No, I was watching your stories because you had the you had the interesting interesting story trying to get over there again because you flew to Florida, and then the yeah, hurricane was coming yeah, in. Bruh. <laughs> bruh, that was stressful. Like I I flew. We plan on flying to Florida so I can meet up with Sater. We fly overseas together, so it's easy. Yeah. So if anything happens, we deal with it together, right? Yep. Well, I just about screwed us royally, and we almost both didn't go uh, by flying down to Florida. So I will tell you this. If I go next year, I will be flying straight there and meeting them over there because <laughs> that was not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, flying into, but it worked out. flying into Florida in hurricane season is a bad time. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. It's not like I knew a hurricane was coming in when I booked the flight months in advance, but yeah. you know it happens. Yep. So, um, so how has the uh, how's the training been going at the house? I mean, okay, I, never mind. I guess that's kind of a stupid question because you just told us you were sick for two weeks before you went to Paris, and now you just got back here. So have you have you wrote have you wrote have, yeah. have you wrote since you've been back, or you just haven't you just been no still recovering here? No, we're still in the same situation that you're in. Unfortunately, uh, it was like. I don't know, 17 degrees a day, something like that. So it was wildly cold today. Uh, and then it's supposed to warm back up. It's supposed to be in the 50s all next week. So we're going to get some ride that next week before Thanksgiving. Try to ride here as long as we can um, before we have to leave because of the weather. 
So, nope, I haven't rode yet, but we've got uh, riding plans this coming week. Do you have a hard date that you're thinking for California bound yet, or? Um, ideally, well, based off of last year, dude, it was 50 degrees on Christmas last year. Oh, okay. So, my original thought, stay here until Christmas, go straight out to, to California. Okay. Uh, with how cold it's already getting this year, I don't know if that happens. Um, obviously, I'll be here until Thanksgiving, but I'm going to have to go down to, it'll probably end up being like Texas for a week or two okay. before Christmas. Okay. Uh, and then, and then out to California. I don't, I really don't want to drive all the way out to California just to pay a thousand dollars to fly home for Christmas. Yeah. Um, so I'd really rather just stay here until Christmas and then go out. Where are you going in? Where are you going to go in Texas? Huh? Where, where are you going to go in Texas to ride? Um, there's a, I don't know what the place is called, but it's like where Cobush is riding right now. And so a couple other guys, oh, okay. I might go out there or, uh, you know, if I have to send it down, I don't know if I'd send it down to Florida, I guess at that point, I might as well just go out to California, but yeah. I don't know. We'll figure something out. How? Uh, so I've seen some people have been riding at the house. Who, who have we had out there? Uh, we've only had Benny, man. Oh, Benny's really? The only like legit supercross guy. I mean, I've had a couple uh amateur kids come out um ride it uh, a couple kids that are like getting ready to go pro but really it's just been benny and i oh okay i think he's he's planning on coming out the beginning of this week to ride with me so oh, okay and he's on a, he's on he's on a yamaha but we don't know what he's doing huh uh kind of yeah i don't know he's uh <laughs> it's all up in there for him but i have no idea <laughs> oh man okay all right um Let's see here. Is there anything else? I don't think there's anything else I really need to ask you about here. I mean, it's off season, so it's slow. So there's nothing. Uh, where do you think Kenny's gonna? Okay, I'll, where do you think Kenny's gonna r- land? Like what? Uh, what? <laughs> I have no idea. What's the verdict on his whole Suzuki ride? He didn't really like comment from what I've seen about what he thought of the Suzuki. I mean, I thought he looked good on it. Obviously, he's been on Suzuki before, but. I mean, at the same yeah, time, the bike is just so behind everybody else's. That's basically the same bike that he won a championship on last time he rode it. So, I mean, whatever. Um, here's here's what I'll tell you, because, like, when this episode comes out, so I have, so far, I've talked to you, Hopper, and Cooksey, and I've asked them this same question here over the week with the, with the Kenny thing. Basically, so what I know so far is... We don't think he's going to do Kawasaki at all um, because of the Red Bull deal. He's not going to get rid of that, and Monster doesn't seem to want to stroke that check, even though we think they have some extra money that they should want to stroke that check. But anyway, that's beside the point. So we think that Kawasaki's out of the running. Um, He could ride a Firepower Honda for Uriff's team, but the problem with that is we don't think there will be any bonuses because Honda's not going to step up and give him bonuses after they just had their fucking public falling out essentially so like he looks really good on the honda he feels really good on the private honda there but we just don't think money wise that's going to be the play for him um the club mx yamaha deal there uh that was the that that's like one of the one of the high up things that we think could happen um but i've heard that he wasn't like michael Lindsay did a video and said that he was not pumped with the structure of that team or something to that effect uh which i thought was interesting so we're not really sure that one has definitely lowered impossibility so then we go to hep suzuki which suzuki from what i understand has been trying to make some big swings money wise to get somebody back on a suzuki because they're pulling out of moto gp so they have budget in the motorsports division um but 
I, you know, then it comes back to what can he really do on that Suzuki? How good is it? I mean, they've got some decent money on that team too, because progressive is their title sponsor now. So that's interesting. And then there's also the rumor flying around out there that he's been talking to Hep for a long time, but originally when he was talking to them, like during Supercross and Outdoors, the deal was they were going to switch to KTMs. Um, so that would have been interesting. So, yeah, honestly, man, I don't fucking know. <laughs> just, yeah, lo- that's interesting. I'd love to have an answer, but there is a lot of interesting shit going on with him right now as far that's as... radio too. Like, I mean, we're getting close to the season, bro. I know. So so here's the real funny thing that I thought would be excellent. I think, because obviously his problem is, is that he's going to be the face of World Supercross, right? Like everybody knows that he won that title. Everybody knows he's probably going to go back there next year because they're going to give him a bunch of money. What we all, or what I thought would be hilarious is if he just say does his own program, air quotes, and World Supercross be the title sponsor of it. So they so he's got World Supercross all over the bike. And then every time he gets on the podium, yeah, I just want to thank, you know, World Supercross and my Red Bull uh uh Yamaha up here. Now we don't think that'll actually happen like but I just think it would be epic. And like, if I'm the world supercross guys and everybody fucking hates me already anyway, in the U S I'm doing something like that. Like, <laughs> like dude, that sounds like a brilliant idea because here's the thing. What's going to happen. Are they going to tell Kenny he can't ride? Do you know what the hell that's going to situation? That's going to cause. Oh, sorry. Dude, you can't, my you, boy you can't ride. Huh? That is, Oh, my boy's got the power. That would be so epic. He does. He has the power to make change. And the thing is, is like you know, World Supercross is going to throw between one and two million at him for next year anyway. So it's like, oh, it's like, dude, just do, just, just tell him like, look, we'll give you two point five million, but you got to do somewhat of your own program where you can put our logo all over the shrouds of your bike, like, like. But I'm, I guess I'm more vindictive like that. Like, <laughs> like, like I would go at it as just like I don't want to be your fucking friend because you want to be an asshole to me anyway. So I don't know. You you just love stirring shit up, don't you? I mean, dude, I just think it would be hilarious to see him on the podium with World Supercross all over his jersey, all over the bike, and fucking literally being on TV thanking his sponsor, World Supercross Championship, and come watch me fucking dominate that championship this year. Like, oh, man, it'd be epic, dude. Be fucking epic. I think that would be good. So, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. I do think that he does end up landing with either Club MX or HEP, because then that way he can just transition right to their World Supercross team, since they already have one. Um, I mean, obviously, Uribe does too, but I really think the Honda breakup is the big deterring factor there with that team. No matter how good yeah. that bike is, I think that's a deterring factor. The other thing I think would be super interesting to do is if he was to ride a Stark, one, the new Stark there that he rode the other day. Um, but, uh-huh. but from what I understand on that end, uh, every single sanctioning body and race promoter is telling them, you absolutely are not allowed to ride that in our series. Um, 
And Stark is Stark is very, very stern on, we want to go ride against 450s. And everybody's like, well, we can't guarantee that you only have 450 power, which is like such a fucking bullshit excuse anyway, because it's like the 450s are basically unlimited. Like, what are you doing? Are you pulling 450s apart looking to see if they big board it? Absolutely fucking not. You're not. And number, number one, number two, a big board doesn't even do shit compared to what you can do in that ECU. So don't fucking give me this. Like, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But the thing is, is that if he did ride that Stark, it would fucking decimate everyone out there, especially in Supercross. So, yeah, because it's unlimited power right off the bat and they can program that fucking thing to literally never lose traction. So <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, in, it, those things are going to be fucking incredible. And like, yeah, no one, no one would even touch him on that because he would just be able to jump farther than everybody everywhere all the time. Like it's, yeah, it'd be incredible. So anyway, that's way too much of me talking, not enough of you talking. Anything else <laughs> Anything else we should know about here on the uh, uh, Moran's Mafia side of things for the for the future here? Um, only really, only thing is we're just completely re, uh, redoing the whole program, making it a similar program to last year, but just revamping it, making it better. So fully new website, KevinMoran.com. Uh, you can go there and find everything, all of my support tiers, all of my support everything because we obviously got a ton going on with the program so we finally have organized it and explained it so it's a little bit easier to follow so tamarans.com if you want to jump in on the 2023 program other than that we're just gonna keep riding bro all right sick bro well thanks for coming on appreciate it man and uh i'm sure we'll talk soon here because like we need to talk all the time indeed <laughs> i'll talk to you soon all right later buddy all right peace